The G-Man swirls his dark and stormy in his right hand and leans back in his chair. So, Rooster actually took down the sniper, eh? Mm-hmm. There is a lot of alcohol in my drink, and I'm treating it with caution. As nice as the burn and lightness feels, I'm still in an interrogation room. Still, the sips go down really nicely. I take another and set the drink down. He's very good at what he does. I'm surprised that you decided to go back into the medicine annex. Are you a glutton for punishment? Did you find what you wanted in there? <laughs> Look, I don't like those sorts of things. Never been much of a masochist, but... I shrug a little, swirling my drink. I'm someone who needs to know the truth. And we didn't expect to see anyone out there. It was just supposed to be a place to hide while waiting for activity to die down in town. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were about to enter the medicine annex once again. Guns drawn, they've stacked up on the outside of the door on the eastern wing, and then they enter through. The song, the rhythm, is beckoning to you. It plays lightly on your ears. Your memories of this place are strong enough the way it is. Granted, it's only been a few days but it's made indelible marks into your memories and your psyche already. And the song that's playing in the background or being sung gets a little bit louder with each step that you take. You arrive at the door where the murals are and the song stops. And it seems though there's a little bit of light coming from underneath the door. How much light? How strong does it look? So the light that's outside is just enough to... It's coming from maybe a lantern. It's not like a large, like a super bright halogen light, but it is coming from a lantern-style light. Okay. I will leave my glasses off because I needed to know whether or not I needed to put them back on. And I will look at the light and gesture to it with my gun to indicate it to everyone before carefully freeing my left hand to reach and... Uh, can everyone hear that the singing has stopped? Yes. Does it sound like there's movement happening inside of that room? Give me an alertness roll. All of us? Yes, I can get an alertness roll from everyone. 23. Yes, 47. 31, yes. Everyone succeeds. No, Quinn does not. Quinn does not, but Quinn gets to put a check mark in the, in the spot. Those that succeeded, you do hear some movement. You hear the sound of a spray paint can being shook. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. All right. I want to kind of tap Rowan on the shoulder because I'm right behind her and then make a knife throat slashing movement motion and then kind of shrug. I will actually lean so that my mouth is right next to his ear and whisper might just be a cultist, not a deep one. Wait and find out. Single nod. It was too complicated of an idea to try to express via gesture. Once I've done that, I'm going to rock back onto the balls of my feet 
and reach out with my left hand to open the door. I'm in position to look in. The door opens in. I want to push and peek, like moving as carefully and silently as I possibly can. She says hesitantly, looking at her stealth score. The handler asks for a stealth roll. Fuck. Well, I get to put a check in that. <laughs> How bad? I have the base, all right? So it's not a bad roll. It's 47, but I have the base of 10. The door opens in and you peek in and you see someone in a hoodie spray painting the wall. There is new art on the wall. You open up the door a little bit more and you see that there are three others in here. So there are a total of four people and they're all working on art in this room. They're spray painting the walls. One actually is doing something on the floor. The art though is a bit disturbing because the first one that you see is a picture of Rooster spray painted on the wall with a military style rifle. It's obviously a cartoon style, but it's clearly Rooster. There is an image of Quinn painted on the wall with hair clippers in her hand. And then there's a picture of River with two other people. The two female people have X's painted over their face. And then they all start to sing again. Can we all see this or really only Rowan? Just Rowan right now. And no picture of Rowan. No picture of Rowan. She's immune. Rowan is wa- is in point. Rowan is in the door. What does Rowan do? Which verse are they singing? One that you don't know. My eyes are about this big around dinner plates. But I will look back over my shoulder. Eyes just enormous. Face fairly pale, even in the dim light. And you said there's four people total. There's four people total. I will hold up four fingers, and then... They stop singing. Ah, don't like that. One turns and looks directly at the door. Thank you, failed stealth roll. There it is. All right. So seeing that, I'm, I'm going to look back at Rooster and just gesture hard forward. So Rowan makes a motion for Rooster to enter. Yes, and Rowan is still on point and is going to hook around to the one that's furthest left, thinking we go left to right. When Rowan opened the door, she would have heard the spray cans and um, she would have automatically associated that with more of a teenage activity. So in her mind, she assumes these are the teenagers. And in her mind, anyone underage, even if they did something horrible, is under influence in our innocence. And so her instinct is to activate her stun gun rather than her shotgun. That's really more where her hand is if they're close. The door opens and one of them looks back at Rowan. Eyes are wide, not unnaturally wide, just kind of like, oh shit, weapon is out. He throws up his hands and the the spray paint can drops to the ground and clatters. Um, You hear the others, what the hell's going on? Oh no, someone's here. The cops are here. Is there another door in this room? No, there is a boarded up window. Okay. I will immediately revert back to my deputy sheriff training and just start barking orders. Barking them out so fast that they don't have time to think about them. Just on your knees, hands up. Let me see your hands. 
what I want from Rowan then is I want Rowan to give me a... Let's go with a law roll, but add 20% as you're reaching back to different commands that you that have been ingrained when you were younger. Okay. So law plus 20. Got it. 28 out of 50. You would have made it even without the 20. Barely. It would have been much closer without that. You order them all to get onto the ground? Yes. All four of them comply. All right. And I'm going to maintain eyes on all four of them. What can I tell about them in this light? Are they teenagers? They're teenagers. Shoo. Okay. They're they're teenagers or they're awfully small, normal people. All right. So once I'm sure that they're not armed, or at least they don't have weapons in hand, I'm, I'm going to say to... Do they have their hoodies up and like over their faces? One of them had his hoodie up and the other ones don't. They're wearing t-shirts and jeans and one's wearing g- t-shirt and shorts. Boys, girls, do any of them look familiar? One girl, three boys. Okay. Does the girl look familiar from a particular video? No. Okay. Do any of them look familiar to us? No. Did we see the face of the one in the hoodie? No. He's currently face down right now. All right, I'm going to say, person with the hoodie, pull your hood back, slowly. One, The girl goes to pull her eyes back, and she realizes she's not wearing one. But the, the one face down uh, pulls back, and uh, you see a young Hispanic male. Two of them are Hispanic. The girl is Caucasian, and the other boy seems to be of Asian ethnicity. This one with the hoodie, does he look familiar? No. None of these strike you as being familiar in any way. They may have appeared in some of the yearbooks that were there, but it's not a not a point there. I am not going to relax yet. I'm going to look each of them in the face and say, are you the only ones here? Uh, one of the boys. Because my brother's upstairs. How far upstairs? <laughs> oh God, the look on Quinn's face. <laughs> uh... He, he was up on the roof. He usually goes and, and smokes up on the roof and then and then picks off uh, javelinas, you know, while he's up there. Your brother? Yeah. Yeah, M- Miguel is upstairs. Um, you want me to call him? Not at the moment. Is there anyone else in this building? Uh, I, I, not with us. I mean, I think, I think you know, the, the bum, one of the bums is over in one of the other rooms. What are you doing here with this? And I'll gesture with my chin at whichever of the three of my compadre's paintings is is the closest to me. The one that's in front of you is is Rooster. That's the closest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just adding, adding to the wall. And Quinn was so focused on the teenagers, she didn't even see the paintings until Rowan gestured there. And she looks up and she takes a few st- I mean she's taken aback and drops her stance a little bit steady on right this place is technically abandoned but it's still federal property and we've had reports out here y'all we, shouldn't be here we've been coming here since we've been kids I'm sorry all right do you do all this work uh no I've done some of them I did that one any any points he goes I'm, I, I didn't mean to I don't mean to offend anybody I mean, nobody nobody comes here, right? This is this is just us. Is it just you? Does anyone else come out here? Uh, everybody comes out here once or twice. I mean, every, I mean, this is this is where people come to to drink and to to party and have a good time. Shut up, Dick. River has been kind of standing in the doorway and and halfway trying to cover our backs and halfway trying to see what's going on in the room and. 
River points to the picture of the two women and says, who are those women? The one that's underneath it, he, he looks over and he goes, uh, that's, that was just in the image. What image? Where did you see them? The, the, the dream. What do you mean? In the dream. What dream? Uh, I had I had a dream, and that was that that was the image on the wall. So I came and uh, you know, riled it up through the threw it up on the wall, and yeah, I'm sorry, man. He looks at the painting and looks at you. Goes, oh shit, that looks like you, man. Were those women dead in the dream? No, it just looked just like that. Did all of you have the same dream? They all kind of look at each other. The one that you were first talking to. No, man, uh, I. I had a dream about, you know, some crazy-ass marine dude. So is this what you do? You have dreams, and then you come and you put it on the wall? Sometimes. Sometimes we put them elsewhere, but sometimes it feels right that they gotta go on the wall here, you know? Who taught you that song? Oh, Holmes, we, 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 we've known that song since our kids. Since, you know, since we were little. Who taught it to you? My mom. Another one's like, hey, yeah, his mom. My mom, too. Another one's like, nope, just his mom. And now they're cracking wise. This is not something to joke about. I want to go over to the one who talked about the crazy marine dude and just stand right in front of him. Just so all he can see is feet. Yeah, he's the one that had his hoodie up. Yeah, I'm just going to stand right in front of him so that he sees combat boots and nothing else. Oh. Was there another image that was going to go onto the wall. I say looking at all four of them. Uh, yeah. And uh, they look back at the girl, Marina, and she's like, yeah. And she she points to the floor. It looks like she's painting a starscape on the floor. I'll look down at it. I mean, she's not done, but I was looking at the stars on the ceiling of the nursery back in the Admiral house. Does it look anything like that? Yes, it does. I'll look down at that and arch an eyebrow. Just, hmm, interesting. Is it Pisces? Um, no, it's actually Gemini. But it's the fact that there's all of the other stars that are around it, but just those stars kind of stick out. This is actually really nice work with the way that she's drawn space, that she's painted the space. It's very pretty. You're all from Mustang? Uh, yeah. Yes, ma'am? There's an event that's being set up for for tomorrow. What can you tell me about it? Uh, Father's Day? Yes, that. And Rowan's trying very hard not to twitch, especially with them all looking at her. Tomorrow's not Father's Day. No, no, it's Father's Day in, in Mustang. It's a, it. We celebrate the birthday. Whose birthday? Uh, the the father. Uh, and they all kind of like you know they're they're looking at you guys. Um, so there's there's weird stuff going on in this town. You know they got weird 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 things that you know. Yeah, fair enough. So who is the father? Do you know that? Uh, yeah, Obed. It's his birthday. I see. And I'll settle back on my heels a little bit, marginally relaxing, never quite relaxed in this place. Hey, you guys aren't, you guys aren't Yuma PD. Yuma police. You guys aren't, you guys aren't sheriffs, are you? You don't know that. One of the boys speaks up. He's like, no, no, you guys, usually they would, they would, they've got guns drawn on them. So he kind of like shuts up after that as he's putting pieces together. I'm going to sort of get real close to Rowan and say very quietly, but not that quietly. They know too much. We don't know nothing, man. At first, there's a mild horror as I think he's serious. And then I'm like, ah, okay. 
I'm like, well, I think they can be persuaded to be quiet. Yeah, we can be quiet, right, guys? We can be quiet. And and they're all like, yeah. The girl seems to be the quietest of all of them. She really hasn't said much. She kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could, we don't, we don't know anything. I don't think they're cartel. No, they're not cartel. But they got guns. I'm going to holster my pistol and crouch down so that I am eye to eye with this girl and say quietly nothing to anyone, even if father himself asks. Okay. Aya? And then she stops and then she looks at you. I'm looking straight back into her eyes. Her eyes dilate and her body language just changes a little bit. Her breathing changes. I understand nothing will be said. And then her eyes go back to normal. I won't say anything. Good. I'll shoot a look at the three boys down at their eye level. All right, folks. I think we're done here. I give Rowan a, are you fucking sure? Kind of a look. And I'm going to give him a look back that says, at least with this room. What kind of look is that? Just a, like, looking back, raise eyebrow and glance at the door. All right. I'm going to go stand by the door and give my best scary badass pose with the gun. I'm gonna settle back on my heels, honestly really kind of thrown by her reaction to that, but trying not to show it and just, all right, and get up and without another word, walk out. I'll stop in the hall just outside the door, out in the darkness. River and Quinn. Quinn will follow Rowan. River will go out last and as he's leaving, just a little ways down the corridor, he's going to say in a stage whisper in Spanish, do you think they found the cocaine? Give me a persuade roll plus 20. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> well done, I love it. 17 out of 50 plus 20. Plus 20, which was 70. So yes, you have, you, you have achieved your intention of making them think that there might be cocaine in this building somewhere. Well, and also that that, that were potentially cartel, because mm-hmm. none of us are, are looking official. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find a dead body on the roof, so at least then they'll be like, oh, it's cartel. Of well. his brother. And Quinn knows enough Spanish to look really confused for just like a split second until she like figures it out. <laughs> I have no idea what he just said. I think I have an idea because I was the deputy sheriff in Alameda County and there's enough Spanish that at least I'd know the swear words. And the Spanish word for cocaine is cocaina. Well, then I think I, I know enough to pick up what that is and be like, mm. You guys all figure that one out. They figured it out too. So you guys head out back to the car, yes? No. No. All right. Where are we going? So I'm, I'm waiting out in the hall to gather everyone up. And once we're a little ways away... Say very quietly, do you think that the bum is someone else that's attached to this? Because that is an awfully big coincidence. Maybe, maybe not, but we're still checking it out. Yeah. Sorry. Did you just say Aya? S- don't, don't start with me right now. <laughs> yes, sir. I am not. <laughs> I probably don't want to know what happened to the guy upstairs, do I? Rooster said he took him out. I'm pretty sure those are the words I used, or something else thoroughly vague that you could choose to, you know, interpret. Do you think he was honest when he said it was his brother? Dude had fish eyes. Let's have this conversation when we're back in the car. Right now we need to stay focused. Quinn does not. Take point. I am. God damn it. 
Yes, I will take point. You're starting to sound like you're from New England. <laughs> That's not a compliment. <laughs> but yeah, I will take point and start moving along the hallway away from the mural room, checking everywhere pretty much and seeing if, is there anyone else in the building? Can we hear anything else? Are there any, did they start singing again? They did not start singing. And actually, as you guys move away, they run. Then we check the rest of the building, at least this level. Okay. You get around to the eastern wing, or excuse me, the western wing, and you see a small campfire light coming from a room. I will approach the door carefully, and is it open? It is open. Then I will, like, lean and look inside. You see that there is a guy with a grocery cart filled with stuff, and he's looking through it and just muttering to himself. Nope, nope, this ain't it. Nope, not this one. This ain't. Oh, there we go. Right. Does he have a British accent? He does. That's interesting. Okay. I'll shift a little bit closer, mostly because, I mean, I'm familiar with vagrants and homeless. Not familiar with ones who speak with a fairly reasonably posh accent. Well, posh-ish. Nope, nope, shit. There we go. All right. Yep. (sighs) Smells like proper piss in here, but no one will come by. And right on cue, Rowan clears her throat from the doorway. Just... Bloody hell. He turns around and looks, and you see a man, mid to late 20s, blonde hair. He is dressed in long hiker pants, beat up shoes, and a uh, windbreaker. He is uh, a Caucasian fellow, very stark blue eyes. Oh, uh, sorry. Is this your home? Didn't mean to intrude. Is it your home? Do you come here often? Nope. I'm passing through. How about you? And he looks you up and down. Checking in on things. Oh. This might not be a good place to be. Uh, The kid said it would be okay. You have your passport with you. What? Does he look... You said you described his clothes, but are they the I've been wearing these for three months kind of look? Yes. Uh, passport. Why would I need a passport? I don't need a passport. I'm from here. Yes, we can tell by your voice. Are his fingernails dirty? Not really. He is pretty well manicured. The five o'clock shadow looks like it was just from five o'clock yesterday. Even though he's got the clothes that are super dirty. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. What brings you out here? Well, I'm making a trek across uh, this lovely area and uh, needed a place to uh, hold up for the night. This place worked. With a shopping cart? What better way to push things? Nobody's going to miss this carriage. You know, it's illegal to remove those from the premises. I found it on the road. I could take it back. It says Vaughn's. I don't know where Vaughn's is. Any particular reason why you are trekking and nicking carts? He looks at you and cans his head a little bit as uh, you say the word Nick. Um, I need a place to put my stuff, and it's a long desert. It certainly is that. So where are you from, then? You're clearly not American, not with that accent. Touches his chest. I am as much of an American as you. Actually, I'm from London. Yeah, I failed high school British, but that... What, isn't that what they speak in Britain? No, they speak English in Britain. Like, they speak English here. Well, we It's speak a language American that here. you murder. Yeah. No, I don't murder languages. Oh. And he looks down and sees that you have a firearm on you. You all have firearms. Um, should I be going now? No, you should be answering questions 
neatly, quickly, and completely. Who are you? Um, alright. So, um, my name is Jonathan Powell. I'm currently on vacation. I'm trying to walk across the United States. Um, I want to see all of the major things. It's taken me longer than I expected, but that's okay. I don't have to go back for some time. Why? Uh, we have time off work, vacation time. Something that you're not familiar with, I don't... How long do you think it's going to take you to walk across the United States? Well, I've made it from, from North Carolina to here, and it's and me taking a leisurely pace. I've been on the road for two weeks. My goal is I want to end up in Seattle or Vancouver, preferably Vancouver. You might want to make camp elsewhere. This is not a safe place. Oh, all right. Sorry. I appreciate the heads up. Do you have a recommendation? I'm a bit low on funds. There's a nice town called Mustang. Little ways that way. Oh, yeah, that town. Yeah, avoid um, it. Oh, okay. They're a little bit cracked over there. All right. Uh, they seem like nice folk. But all right, I'll take your word for it. I'm sorry. Should we check him for you know what? Mm-hmm. His eyes widen as he looks looks to both of you. Uh, you know what? What? What was it you were looking for in your cart? Pulls up a map, like a Fromer's guide. What? You don't have a phone? Uh, no. Part of my deal was that I was gonna just stay away from phones and technology and do this the old-fashioned way. I look at Rowan. This guy's clearly insane. This isn't right. Yeah, but what kind of insane? That's the question. Check him. Check me for what? Player also wants to know that. <laughs> gills and or weapons. The gills were on the chest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of those is going to require a comment that I don't want to have to make. I'll do it. I'm going to look at him and kind of shrug my shoulder, bringing emphasis to the gun, and go, open your shirt. What do you, what, what do you mean, open my shirt? He opens the pocket on the breast part. Like, no. I mean, lift my shirt? Show me your chest. Okay. Takes up his chest, and he's got a beautiful tattoo of a dragon on his chest. Very high quality. Um, I can give you the guy's card. I think I've got it somewhere in here. LT? I can see quite well, I imagine, in the firelight. Shift around to see if anything is moving along his ribcage. No, he looks human enough. Just British with tattoos and good tattoos at that. I want to roll a cult on the dragon. Okay. Just because. And I rolled a 97. Excellent. It's a green dragon drawn by Jeff Easley, who is known for his Dungeons and Dragons artwork. I don't trust this. Uh, can I put my shirt back down? Or do you want no. to- No. Okay. Yes, you may. I'll, I'll give Rooster a look. You know what, lady? I'm going to listen to the guy with the gun. The guy with the gun listens to me. Oh, I'd listen to her. He, he lowers the shirt. Thank you. And Quinn's been getting a little impatient. Like, I don't think this guy's anything. This, we should move on. I mean, she kind of tries to keep that quiet. I mean, we do also have the throat mics and the earpieces. Oh, we're still wearing those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she'll mumble that. I'll nod and look at him. Consider for a second and then, like, rock back on on my heels to pull out a wallet, hand him 50 bucks, find a hotel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate this, and I will go find myself a hotel. You might want to aim at Yuma. Slightly safer. A little bit further, but... And I'll tap Rooster on the shoulder. We still have the rest of the building. Copy. Now, forgive me, sometimes I forget. Did you take out the tires of the trucks? No. You hear the trucks start up and roar off. Do you think they tried to find Miguel? Probably. So we have limited time. And hopefully they didn't do anything to our tires. I was just thinking that. All right, let's finish checking the rest of this level. 
Are we near the stairs that we took down to where River was? Yes. I want to pause by the stairs and close my eyes for a minute, just listening to see if if there's anything echoing up from down there. No, it's silent. All right. I think we found everything that's here to be found, but let's finish checking this level and get out of here. I'll look at my watch to see what time it is at this point. About 9.30, 10-ish. Ugh, not late enough. But yeah, I want to finish clearing the rest of this level. I don't want to go downstairs for multiple reasons. And then go back out to the car. All right. As you guys are heading out, you see the British chap pushing his cart out the door and heads off into the desert toward Yuma. And uh, you guys get to the Tahoe that has all four wheels flattened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Didn't think that one through. I don't trust that English fucker. dinks. I don't either, but I don't necessarily have anything that I can point to and say that I don't trust, besides him being in that building. All right, we've seen evidence in all of the other rooms of vagrants being there. I don't think it's unusual. He was a very unusual vagrant. I'm sure in about three years we'll see some sort of a a book come out of it. That tattoo of yours, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about that. I'll bend and check the tires and see if they've been slashed or what... It seems as though that somebody's just jabbed a knife into each of them. Yeah. Well, this is about to be fun. This isn't necessarily a good idea, but I'm having a very strong urge to burn out this truck, report it stolen, and make sure that the fire spreads to this building. I look up at the concrete building, and then and then at Rooster. How far do you think it's going to spread? It's an abandoned place with boards and stuff like that I would and trash from itinerants I imagine there's may not spread a ton but I imagine there's stuff that can burn and do you think we can get far enough away before the fire trucks come oh yeah out here in the middle of nowhere well I think rooster should probably call one of his marine buddies and get us a pickup yeah that's what I was thinking oh I'm just waiting for how Ortega reacts to this one I was thinking Sodi well, just as well it wasn't her vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that a yes or no? Or did you want me to leave this place pristine for what's the word when you want to come back and see it later for history and stuff? Tourists? Sure. Let's go with that. I'm torn. All right, here's my thinking. On the one hand, we can call on Sodi or Ortega or someone to help us get tires pain in the ass this time of night doable that said if those kids spend any time looking at the vehicle they have the plates Uh and the VIN which means it will be instantly recognizable much like the government vehicle in Mustang that can very easily be deadly so taking this truck back is not an option at this point the question is whether we burn it out or just report it stolen what would the cartels do they'd burn it I pull out a ketchup squeeze bottle out of my pocket. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. It's listed in the field bag of equipment I'm bringing with us. And I squirt a bunch all over the seats, make sure we have all of our equipment, and then I light a cigarette, smoke most of it, and drop it onto the seat. I make absolutely sure that my glasses are on before that accelerant goes up. <laughs> and then I turn around and walk away, because cool guys don't look at explosions. Quinn's mouth has just been agape this whole time. She starts to say something as he's walking back, but notices that he's going further. 
and realizes, oh shit, she should actually step back probably. <laughs> so Purell doesn't actually explode. Purell is it, the hands. Well, she doesn't know what it oh, was. Oh, good point. <laughs> so the truck doesn't explode. What happens is this blue flame just erupts from the alcohol and spreads. And then you smell burning pleather or melting pleather from the seats. And then things start catching fire. So, I mean, River would have, like, walked off at least 100 feet while Rooster is doing this and waits. So where are we walking to? Yuma? Honestly, I kind of want to aim at Mustang because I I, I want to see what... Ah! The kids are probably gathering troops, I would think. Right. Do you really want to walk through Mustang right now? Mm-mm. Mm, no. Not drive-through, walk-through. No. Do we want to steal a vehicle from Mustang? Because I'm torn. There are some people there I'd rather not run into, as long as I can't put a bullet in them. Rooster, those guys you spotted in, from Brazil, the boys from Brazil. Yeah, that's who I'm referring to. How big was their team? Four. And you've seen two of them now. And they're all military. Mm, no. They're rent-a-soldier. They're former military. But they probably got us un- outgunned. So are we walking back with a bunch of guns on us? They're in... I've got duffel bags. I've got a baseball bag to put the guns in, at least. I think he's referencing the people that you saw who you knew from Brazil. Oh, most likely. I did offer you rifles. I thought we were going up against fish people. Then why didn't you bring a fishing pole? Right. Let's aim back for Yuma. It's going to be a bit of a walk, but I, yeah, I don't want to be in Mustang tonight. I don't want to be in Mustang tomorrow, but I suspect that we may need to be. Unless we get to Mustang, hotwire a car, and take that. Do you know how to hot... Never mind, of course you do. So you guys trek back to the hotel. It'll take a couple hours, a few hours. And along the way, I want to have put in a call to the Yuma Police Department to report a stolen vehicle because it would have been in Yuma that it was stolen since we were there most of the day. So I'll make the report, give the license plate number and all that fun stuff. And as we're walking down some back road somewhere, River just says, Rowan, Hmm? are we the bad guys? I sure as fuck hope not. I look at River and I say, we're on the side of the devils. We may be the bad guys, but at least we're guys and girls. But we're not fish people and aliens. That's our job. And I walk into the desert. The glow from the medicine annex lights up, especially from the car. There's a bit of an explosion. It seems as though the car has caught flame and has finally popped off. There's no sound for fire crew. It takes some time for you guys to get back to the hotel. Actually, you pass by the Abril house. Um, there is no cruiser out in front of it at the moment. Probably, I presume that you guys stow your weapons in the bag before you guys get into civilization. And Rooster, you know, carries the heavy rucksack, the baseball bag that's got all of the weapons in it. And it takes about two hours to get to the hotel. It's still hot outside right now, especially. And uh, you make it to the hotel a little bit dusty. Inside, you see a larger Hispanic man, larger meaning that like six foot two, 300 or so pounds, large squared off person, has a bit of a beard. Special agent. Yes. uh, And you are? Hi. 
My name is uh, Guillermo Hernandez. I am the regional manager. I'm here to, to help out as best I can. Ah, yes. Excellent. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Hernandez. Wonderful. Yes, let's talk. Can I, can I interest you in, in water and, and you and your party, huh? Water would be amazing. Come into my office, please. I'll look over at Rooster and be like, I've got this. If you want to go drop things off. Mm-hmm. And I'll head upstairs with the guns and just go to the room, but I'm not going anywhere yet, keeping my phone out. But I feel like Quinn would also shoot a look like, do you need us with you? I'm like, I should be able to handle this. To Quinn, this is just a hotel manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If Rooster hadn't left yet, he would have kind of made a pointed note of one person staying with her for sure. Okay, if Quinn caught that look, she would stay. She would be like a little confused, but she would stay. Buddy system. River's going to go back to his room because he's kind of he's kind of out of it right now. Sure. Give River a little nod. See you in the morning. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll look at Quinn and nod. But let's go get some water. Sit down. Okay. So I want to apologize uh, about the uh, former manager. I note your use of the word former, and I appreciate it. If it is amiable, I would like to compliment the rooms for you and your party for your entire stay here. Would that be okay? That is quite acceptable, with the understanding that we're here on official business and we don't like uh, news crews at our doors. Certainly, 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 certainly. Uh, yeah, that, that, that should have never happened and it won't happen again. I kind of want a human just to make sure that he's on the level with me because I'm tired and annoyed. Okay, go for it. And Quinn can do the same. Ooh, at five. What a waste of a great roll. Quinn is tired. She got a 79. <laughs> She's been walking a lot. Quinn's not entirely sure this guy is sincere, but Rowan is pretty certain that he's he's sincere. All right. So I'll nod to him and be like, and you will pass along to the rest of your staff that we are not to be troubled by any pesky reporters? Uh, yes. Excellent. Then, yes, I think that that is quite amenable for us, and I appreciate you stepping in for this, Mr. Hernandez. It's my pleasure. I, I apologize again. And um, here's here's some coupons for the for the restaurant and for the bar for you and your parties. Thank you very much. And I will accept them. Glance down at them briefly before uh, stand up and offer him a hand to shake. He shakes your hand and, and stands up as you do. Extends his hand to Quinn. She'll shake it as well. Please enjoy your stay while you're here. Thank you very much. Go and open the door for Quinn. She'll give a, just a nod to Hernandez and exit the room. What time is it now, approximately? Midnight. Ugh. I'm going to look at Quinn. Still on for the run tomorrow, or have we done enough tonight? Uh, depending on when the pool opens, I might do a morning swim instead. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like an excellent idea. Pity it's closed now, or I'd go drop in there. I would, too. All right, well... I'll actually, like, pull her a little bit aside. I imagine the lobby's pretty empty at this point, because it's yes. midnight. And say quietly, how are you doing? I'm okay now. I'm honestly a bit embarrassed by uh, how unprepared I was for that situation. I mean, nothing can prepare you for it except actually being in it. And she'll just kind of nod, a little lost in thought, just thinking about what happened the evening. I don't think I want to ask Rooster the details of what happened on the roof. It's generally wisest to 
understand that he made the decision that he felt was best in the moment and not ask unless it becomes necessary. And Quinn will slowly nod, but she needs to put thought into that. I'll reach over and just like squeeze her shoulder a little bit. I'm not great at dealing with the cult stuff sometimes, but I have been in these situations before. So if you need someone to talk to. (laughs) Who shrinks the shrink, I guess. You know, we all have therapists. Ain't that the truth. Screen wipe to River. Evening phone call to Jennifer? No. Okay. Uh, River is going to get in his room, take a long cold shower, and then go open the mini bar and get kind of drunk. This evening, anyone else doing anything other than getting schnockered? That's the technical term. I'm taking a quick hot shower just to get the nastiness of the desert off of me and all of that walking and thinking about those kids, thinking about father, thinking about just all of it. It's a lot. Even though it's late, I will take the time to do the meditation because I want to actually sleep tonight and I suspect I won't otherwise. What keeps sticking in my head is that four of them four painters, but only three of my team. Why wasn't I included in that? What's going on? Just thoughts that I'm trying to be, trying to calm enough so I can sleep. What about you, Quinn? She also goes straight for the shower. One of those like hot and then end on cold things and is so exhausted mentally and physically that she just lays in bed and just kind of stares at the ceiling for a while. She has a a little bit of a hard time going to sleep. Despite her physical exhaustion, I think her mind is still racing. After maybe half an hour of feeling like she's nowhere near sleep, she'll go rifle through her bag, find the melatonin, pop. Maybe like double the dose she usually does and try to get to sleep. Rooster, you take off your gloves and a little bit of blood is seeped in and on your hands. He looks at it, takes off the gloves, Thinks about throwing him in the trash, then takes the bag out of the trash, wraps him up, stuffs him into a suitcase. And then he's on edge. He's, even after the two-hour walk, that was too easy. I don't even care about the paintings right now. There's obvious weird magical dream shit going on. Of course there is. But we got out of that too easy. And convincing the girl to just say no, we're leaving that guy to walk, I'm not at ease and gonna spend too much time cleaning and prepping the guns before finally taking just a 30 second shower and realizing I need sleep if I'm gonna be useful tomorrow. Pistol under the pillow, phone on vibrate next to me, very ill at ease. Sleep does not come well for Rooster this night, even worse than other nights. It's been a while since Rooster had to take a life this up close and personal. Even though he went into work mode, it's still been some time. The alarm goes off and the alarm is one of the absolute worst sounds that humanity's ever created. Whether you got a great sleep and the alarm goes off and it wakes you and breaks you from a bit of happiness, or you got shit sleep and the alarm is going off reminding you that you're not allowed to sleep anymore. It's the next morning. It's now June 10th on Thursday. Do I get my willpower back? I had lost one. 
do you think that your sleep would warrant you getting one willpower point back? No, but I was hoping you did. I'm going to go with your assessment on this one. It was a rough night. You did not lose any more, but you're not going to get that one back. So what you're saying is an energy drink, a Red Bull on the way to Starbucks, and then again after Starbucks is what you're saying. That could work. River was also down a couple of willpower, and he tried to drink enough to pass out. The dreams that you had that night, you how many were you down? Down two. Down two. You got back one. Your dreams were not that great. Your dream was the image of that painting. Quinn, your dream is of you shaving your head. And then Rooster, you really didn't dream. You didn't fall into a deep enough sleep. You might have had like a surface dream, surface REM sleep, but nothing that you could remember. Agent Rowan, it was a nice, peaceful sleep. And somehow that unnerves her more than having nightmares would have. Wakes up as the alarm goes off and looks up at the ceiling, feeling refreshed, feeling great. And just the sense of dread sits on her chest. Like, why? Why am I okay? It's early in the morning because everybody was setting their alarms to get up early. River sets his alarm later than everyone else because he's not a masochist and goes out running. He sleeps in as best he can. I don't go out running. But you'd usually do lift fairly early. Um, Are you going to go do your, your lift? Probably not. I'm going to be double, triple checking everything and just mentally planning contingencies at this point. Around 6 a.m., Rowan, you get a text message from Reardon. It says, Abril family will be picking up ashes today before noon. I'll text back. Wasn't there time frame between 12 and 4? Question mark. On Saturday, they got into town early. I'll text back. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Shoot, 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 shoot. Do you have contact information for them so I can make a time to talk to them? She gives you the phone number and the name is Francis Abril. I'll text back. Thank you very much. I'll let you know if I find anything interesting. And then I pocket my phone and I go for a run because I'm more disturbed now than I was going to bed. And I think I need the physical exertion. Quinn, you're able to, to get into the pool. There's the possibility of doing laps. Yeah, she's just going to do laps. Her original plan or hope was to do runs in the morning and swims at night. And then because of where our activities have taken us, she hasn't gone any swims in. And so she's going to do an extra long kind of swim session. Hey, you got a hike last night, though. Well, and another reason for her to be in the pool, just loosen up the joints a little bit. But yeah, Rowan goes out for her run, comes back in, gets a Starbucks, gets a couple of extra shots than she usually does, because she feels great, and that makes her tense. So she's very... So, everybody uh, gathers for the normal meeting in Rowan's room? Let me roll for hangover. All right. <laughs> give oh, me a constitution roll. Give me a break. With a mini bar, you could have had maybe one good Long Island out of that. Well, it's a 25, so you're fine. Well, how, how, how fine. often does River drink? Rarely to, to excess. Occasionally, you know, a glass of wine or, or something like that. Well, we got vouchers now. He will sh- show up at the morning meeting on the crutches again because he just walked two miles on that fine call. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. We need to get you a cane. We did. No, he he got the trekking poles, but he didn't take them with him because he had a gun. 
no, no, Rooster's right. We do have an actual cane for him if he wants to not be on crutches. Yeah. It's red and has a Ferrari, a Ferrari. logo. <laughs> and I drew flames on it in Sharpie. But he got the trekking pole because that's what he's going to use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but mine have tennis balls on the bottom. Exactly. So when everyone's gathered up, I'll tell them, got a text from Reardon this morning. She said that the Avril family is coming in from California today. They're coming in early. They've arrived early. They'll be picking up the ashes before noon. I have a phone number for a Francis Avril. And now that it's a actual decent time of the day, I will probably go ahead and text him. Actually, no, I'll call him. Uh, so we're probably going to be doing an interview with the Californian Abrols today. That's one thing that needs to happen. And then we need to find out what this Father's Day is all about in Mustang. I say with the most unpleasant little smile, just, it's not even a smile, it's a grimace. How easy is it going to be for us as outsiders to check out this Father's Day? Not only outsiders, but outsiders who are recognizable to four teenagers. And who have been made. I don't know, but there's something there. I don't know... I don't know how common it is, but uh, the person who ran the cult that I was captured by was called Father. Very much not looking at anyone as she says that. Well, didn't they say Father was Obed? Wasn't he the guy who founded the cult way back when? Well, sounds like Father is an honorary title passed on. It may well be. Or it's him. We've seen weirder things. So he's 200 years old. So what? I think I recall in the report that he was confirmed dead. Right. How much do we trust reports? Very little. Especially if they're redacted. With a clink, the G-Man puts down his glass and starts to rise, a little bit wibbly-wobbly. Ooh, I think before we learn more about this local holiday, we adjourn for the evening. I do believe that while this is a very fine and smooth liquor, we may be pushing our limits. He offers his hand to you, Agent Rowan, to help you stand. I look down into my empty glass, blinking in surprise. That was full a moment ago, I'm sure of it. But everything is pleasantly fuzzy and far away, and god damn it, it's nice to feel good for a change. I put my glasses on and take his hand, using it to steady myself as I stand up. We're pretty good at that, pushing limits and shit. God, I even sound fuzzy. The part of me that always has my head on a swivel is alarmed by how vulnerable I am at the moment. The G-Man opens the door, and one of the generic guards stands ready to take you back to your room. I look forward to tomorrow. I am intrigued by this Father's Day. Good night, Redacted. I don't know his name. For some reason, that really bothers me at the moment. I want to be able to return the farewell in kind. Instead, I tip him a tipsy little two-fingered salute. See you next time. And I follow the guard, keeping one hand on the wall to keep myself upright and moving in the right direction. I've gone and become a lightweight in the eons I've been underground. 
That one heavy drink is enough to send me tumbling into bed as soon as the door closes behind me. Sleep comes quickly, dropping me into a dark, dreamless void for a little while. For a single, bright, shining moment, I think I'll actually get some decent sleep for once. Should have known I wouldn't be so lucky. The air tastes like dank sea cave in my dreams, and I'm back there in that cell. It was never quiet there. The sound of the sea was a constant backbeat to the chanting echoing weirdly through the caverns. There's something about sound as it bounces through stone, turning even a normal noise into something sinister. I know these words, and I can hear my voice softly adding to the chorus as I pile a small stack of stones onto each other, over and over and over again. The little routine keeps my hands busy, a way to keep myself as sane as I can be in the circumstances. I know I'm asleep. I've never been much of a lucid dreamer, but something about the tang of the air feels too real, too present to be anything but a dream. Unless the last few years are the dream. Maybe I dreamed Delta Green. Dreamed of a rescue that freed me from this horrible place. Dreamed of making a difference. Shivering, I curl in on myself and close my eyes, whispering a prayer to a god I barely believe in anymore. Help me. Please. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Laura Domingo, and I play Quinn. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 2 is based on the scenario Ex Oblivioni by Dennis Detweiler. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. This week, we have an extra special thanks to Alexander Hollins for writing Aya Deganaya. You could find more of Alexander's work at alexanderhollins.com. Hollins is spelled H-O-L-L-I-N-S. Thanks, Scrivener. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.